3: Right now!
2: Darren! You know, Andre Dupont, the old Philadelphia Flyer, tough guy, was nicknamed Moose. And you being a tough guy. Right. But in hockey, when I was younger, another player came across the middle and made the most devastating check I've ever made in my life. Take off the helmet and it's a girl. And so the coach laughed at a boy Moose, just like the Moose. And I'm like, I have no idea who that is, right? The one sports show where roughing is encouraged. Good afternoon, sports fans. Yes, that did happen. Um, and it was a girl. And <clears throat> I feel horrible. Still feel horrible. I'm really good friends with her sister now. Um, yeah, I'll always remember that. But... Welcome in. The RP Show's on the air. This is the Wednesday podcast, Hour 2, and the Wednesday show across the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live. We say hello to everybody watching in the chat on YouTube, everybody in the texting community, 902-518-3033. The number to text the show is we welcome you into the podcast, wherever you're listening from and wherever you're watching live across the coast and across North America on Game Plus TV. We are coming to you from the flag football mecca this week. This is the University of North Carolina. We're in Charlotte, North Carolina this week for the flag football world championships and the one flag championships, the American championships. We're going to be doing play-by-play duties, Rod and I, throughout the week. So that's going to be a lot of fun. They've invited us down here, USA Football. um, So that's really exciting uh, and excited to get to work. I've actually got my first game to call at 2.30 Eastern. So I'm going to jump off the air, crush a power bar maybe find a coffee and some water and get right to the chair on the other side to call some flag football. Really fun, really fast, really entertaining. And uh, the Canadian teams are doing quite well early on. And I know some of the players on the team. I know uh, some of the players, uh, Mason Nias, um, Colton Claussen, Mitch Hillis, and others from the U of S that are going to be in this event next year. Congratulations to those guys on winning nationals um, just about a week ago. So Really, really good stuff. Nick Alberga will be alongside here in Hour 2. Big thanks to Justin Dunk for joining us in Hour 1. Nick Alberga is the host of Leafs Morning Take on the Nation Network. He'll be along with an assessment on Brad Tree Living's first five days of NHL free agency. So we're going to do that. And then we'll have the uh, CFL um, PA player spotlight coming up here in just a couple of moments. Yeah, we're gonna to get to him in a minute. Um, to the text line, 902-518-3033. Uh, Bill Dalby's watching in Brantford, Ontario, and wants to talk about the Nashville Predators. They said they moved to Shane, then sign Ryan O'Reilly. Aren't they basically the same type of player? Wouldn't they be better keeping both Moose? That's Bill from Brantford, Ontario. I think the difference is O'Reilly's won a cup. Um, I think he's a little more gritty. Um, as a little bit more leadership. Uh, Duchesne right now is having some issues sticking around with teams in Colorado, Ottawa, um, and Nashville. There's no questioning Duchesne's offensive abilities, but he hasn't been a 100-point player, and I'm not saying O'Reilly has been, but he has been a very good player, so interesting to see what they do there. But sometimes it's just a preference on who you like, who you don't like, who you're moving in, who you're not moving in um Duchesne out. And this is also you gotta remember, Barry Trotz didn't bring Matt Duchesne into to Nashville. Right? So Barry Trotts now in control of the predators. Um, be interesting to see what else he decides to do, but very, very good in free agency. And of course, again next segment we'll talk to Nick Alberga about that and the rest of free agency, but we've got Deshaun Amos in of the Toronto Argonauts for our CFLPA player spotlight. Deshaun, we got you logged in and connected. You got, we got the same CFLPA shirt. I got it back home in the in the closet, so uh, I love it. How you feeling, man? Got to be feeling pretty good. The Argos still undefeated.
4: Yeah, uh, it's pretty pretty hard to uh, be feeling bad right now. Just uh, you know, the team's winning, everything's going good, so uh, uh, not much to complain about.
2: How about you? How's life for you, you know, with Toronto and, and in Toronto and right now in the season uh, coming off another win?
4: Uh, I mean, everything's great, man. Uh, you know, as a, as a lot of people know, I came over last year on a one-year deal. Um, just trying to find a new home, and uh, I, I think I found that. Uh, the team's great, the organization's great. Um, and Like I said, right now, you know, it's uh, everything that we asked for, the, the work that we put in the offseason. Uh, paying off and uh, we know that you know it's a long journey it's a long 18 games to to kind of put ourselves where we want to be uh, come postseason but um, you know like I said right now it's not much to complain about.
2: Yeah I want to you know when you got to Toronto I want to talk about your start to Toronto what was that like your introduction uh, to the Argos and that group right now because it feels like this is a team that's on the rise right now, and, and a lot of good things are happening inside that organization.
4: Um, it was great. Um, it was a smooth transition for me just because you know we have a lot of um, staff members from our former team. So the transition was smooth. A lot of teammates uh, that I had last year and this year um, I was familiar with. So um, it wasn't, wasn't that rough of a time. Um, but my main thing coming in was just I didn't want to uh, come in and seem entitled or anything like that. I wanted to earn my position and earn my spot here. Um, earn the respect of the guys here because at the end of the day, I was coming from a different team um, and they were already building a culture here and I was just in addition to that. So um, I didn't want guys to think that, you know, just because I knew the, the staff before coming here and things and such that um, I was walking into a position. So um, I really just did, did what I always do, you know, just put my head down and, and work, um, earn the respect of the guys in the locker room Um, and just learn how to work with the guys and fit in and be a piece to add to, uh, you know, last year was a great cup team and then just looking to repeat this year.
2: If you don't follow Deshaun, you follow him now on Instagram. Pop it off on, on Instagram. But I love the great cup photos, man. I mean... That's something that everybody dreams about, and, and you got to experience that in Saskatchewan, which is a pretty cool place to do it. Uh, what was so special about that group, and 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 how much of that do you still have right now? Because it seems like you're only building from last November.
4: Oh man, uh, last year's group was uh, was amazing. Uh, we went through some things. We went through some you know adversity. Of course, every team does. Um, but the way we handled it, I think, is what made us so special. Uh, it brought us so close together as brothers. I mean, as a family. So you know, when you seen the Toronto Argos, the twenty-two, twenty-twenty-two Toronto Argos out on the field last year, you didn't just see a football team, right? Uh, You seen a family. You seen a bunch of guys that uh, went through things together and jailed together, and uh, you know, just was playing for one another, really. Um, And it was more for the love um, that we had for each other than it was for the game. And uh, as you can see, like I said, guys filling in whenever we had guys fall down. Um, we got we had guys fill in and we didn't miss a beat. So um, it was a special group we had last year, and I, I would say that the entire time, the entire year last year, you know, guys didn't really or outsiders didn't really think that we were gonna gonna go as far as we did. But um, I just felt like every week, you know, our mentality was one and zero. It's still that this year, um, it's on the rings. But every every week we just uh, had a new challenge, and we just went out there and said, look, this week we're gonna prove them wrong again. This week we're gonna prove them wrong again until um, the last to the last game you know we went to that as underdogs and uh, a lot of people didn't think that we were gonna get the job done but um, like I said man that love for one another and um, just that brotherhood really brought us through and got us the read
2: I want to talk about that last week tell me about that because you're part of this defense and you guys completely neutralized the BC Lions I know um, you know they were able to compete early in that football game, but you guys really took, the more that game went on, you guys took over and really established how good your defense can be. Um, what was so special about that game and allowed you to be so successful against one of the CFL's best?
4: Um, it was almost that same kind of theme, right? Uh, everybody's talking about how good BC's defense is, how good the offense is, the receiving core. And don't get me wrong, they're a great team. They're a great team. Um, but it was just a challenge for us, you know, It's like, hey, we've been, you know, put at three and whatever other number um, as the defending champs. And we don't we don't hang our hat on what we did last year. We know this is a completely different year. But um, just coming into this year, we kind of felt uh, a little bit disrespected in a sense. Um, and, and like you said, we have a great defense here in Toronto. And, um, you know, the other day was just a, a great opportunity to show that uh, to the rest of the league. And um, like you said, they were in the game early. They were doing some things. That was uh giving them success and kind of giving us a little bit of trouble trouble and um you know we just settled in after a certain point we settled in and we just said look man we got to be uh better at communicating we got to be better at executing our job and uh we knew that once we do that that we were you know we were great defense and we're going to make plays and that's like what we did and shout out to rob daniel of course because my man had a had an amazing game you know three interceptions went to the crib and uh he had a he had a few tackles as well but um, I mean, six interceptions, it's is, is hard to, to get that. It's not, it's not every day that you get that. I think we have four sacks um, and then to put, you know, put a touchdown on the board as well, it's just, uh, uh, just, just a crazy performance by the defense. And um, it's just scary because it's like, if you if you really look at the film, um, that wasn't even our best game. We, we gave up things that was, I would say, you know, basic things and it's just, we had brain farts out there. So, um, it was good, but it's also, uh, I think the best thing out of it is letting us know that we haven't even really reached our highest potential if we really want to be a great defense. So, um, it was a great test. Uh, like I said, it's early in the season. We're 3-0, and but honestly, we really haven't done much um, if you if you ask the team and, and the guys in the locker room. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll look at the things just by week and fix what we need to fix and uh, just go 1-0 again when we get back. So... Um, still climbing, just make sure we continue to climb from now into uh, November.
2: It's a CFLPA player spotlight with Deshaun Amos of the Toronto Argonauts. Deshaun, what makes you want to be the CFLPA player rep for the Argos, and and how much, how important is that to you to give back to the players and be their voice in the room?
4: Oh, man, Um, honestly, I didn't didn't think that the guys were going to vote me, but uh... I guess it kind of was a reflection of how they feel about me. Um, so I take it as, you know, a compliment. and I take that take that very seriously, you know, that job on my shoulders. And me and uh, Flo, along with uh, our alternate uh, Royce Mechie, um, just a bunch of guys that, you know, we, we I feel like we work well with others. And so, um, you know, kind of getting the behind the scenes that the, that the guys don't really get to uh, hear the details about, being able to relate that to other guys is, uh, you know, it's just something that, Not a lot of people know about, you know, as as far as being a professional athlete, so um, I just feel like I, you know, I I can help us out uh, off the field with uh, being a PA rep.
2: To hear it. Now you went to East Carolina University. We're down here in the heat in uh, in Charlotte at uh, UNC. Um, it's the Flag Football World Championships going on, so we're going to be calling some play-by-play on the TV broadcast and the webcast. But what do I need to know? I know East Carolina here. What's it, like three and a half, four hours between the two? So what do I need to know about the area? Where do I got to go? What do I need to check out?
4: Uh, if you were in Greenville, I would tell you to go to Sup Dogs. Uh, I think there's one in Chapel Hill. I think there is a Sub Dogs in Chapel Hill, but definitely go there. Uh, get you some burgers, some tots, uh, a few hot dogs um raleigh isn't too far but i would tell you to stop by and see my uh see my coach ruffin mcneil he'll have a lot of uh good football knowledge for you uh he's a lot of the reason why i'm here today um i would say get some barbecue while you're there Uh, i think i've had some of the best brisket i've ever had in north carolina um and yeah just enjoy the weather enjoy the people
2: Nice, good call. The barbecue. I will definitely check that out, and we'll look for uh, for it as well, man. I appreciate the time. Continued success with the Argos this season, and appreciate you joining us today, man.
4: Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir.
2: Thank you for me. Deshaun Amos, the Toronto Argonauts and the CFLPA uh, player rep for the Argos as well for our CFLPA player spotlight. Joining us here today, love hearing that. And yeah, we got some spots. Hope you wrote those down, Clark. I'm gonna have to go back and. Write those down, see if we can find some spots here uh, in Chapel Hill and around UNC and in Charlotte. Um, But big thanks to Deshaun Amos for joining us. We're going to flip gears to NHL Free Agency next. Before we do and while we stick on football for a second, um, let's update that poll question, Canada's Game of the Week. Uh, You can vote now here on YouTube. You can vote at rodpeterson.com. Your choices are Edmonton at Sask Thursday. uh, And while we do that, we'll update the betting lines for you. Um, Sask favored by 7. Friday, Calgary at Winnipeg. Uh, The Bombers favored by 8. I think that's the biggest spread of the week. Uh, Saturday, Hamilton home to Ottawa. The Tiger Cats, winless Tiger Cats, I might add, favored by two and a half over Ottawa, who are getting Jeremiah Masoli back. And on Sunday, uh, the Montreal Alouettes are on the road against B.C., and it's the Lions favored by seven and a half points. Your uh, poll questions for Key Yorkton Kia here today and all week long. Clark, do we have an update on that poll? Still, Riders Elks leading the way?
3: Uh, Yeah, it's actually tied now. Edmonton, Sass, Calgary, Winnipeg, dead even.
2: So Calgary, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Sass, those two games are dead even. Vote now at uh, YouTube and vote at rodpeterson.com for more. Um, Taking a look inside the text line at 902-518-3033. We'll answer some more of your questions coming back on the other side of the break. We'll do that. John Olms writing on YouTube says, Dupes, you need to visit Pinky's Side Grill. Okay. I am definitely uh, open to more food suggestions here. Um, I know I haven't even looked to see if or where the Golden Corral is, but I know Rod will want to go there when he gets into town. So potentially uh, we will need to do that. Um, Craig Campbell still watching says, The Argos are the best team in Toronto since 1982. That's a big statement. Like, we're talking bigger and better than the Doug Flutie Toronto Argonauts or the Damon Allen Toronto Argonauts or the Ricky Ray Toronto Argonauts or the Chad Kelly Toronto Argonauts bigger than those teams? The best? That's a big statement. I'm going to need some clarification, Craig. Because you've been around. I haven't. You've been at the game. I haven't. Right? This team is very good, especially when you look at, you know, Winnipeg, who we haven't seen that yet, but BC we have, you know, this is a really good Toronto Argonauts team and we saw Winnipeg in the playoffs and Toronto beat them and this team appears to be better. So there's that. Okay, we'll take a a break. Nick Alberga from the Nation Networks on the other side, getting to NHL free agency, answer all your questions and more and a deep dive on what Toronto's done in free agency. That will be interesting. I'm curious for Nick's grade on Brad Tree Living. I've got thoughts. It's the Rod Peterson Show here on a hot and muggy Wednesday in Charlotte, North Carolina. You're watching on Game Plus TV, streaming on YouTube, or you're on the podcast, including Apple and Spotify.
1: Get the card that gets you every blockbuster movie this summer for just $9.99. Landmark Cinema's Movie Club. Every movie. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. $9.99. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Transformers Rise of the Beasts. The Flash. Oppenheimer. The Little Mermaid. Barbie. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mutant Mayhem. The Meg 2. And Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. You get the idea, but we're running out of time. Every ticket, just $9.99. Get all the movies. Get the deal. Join today at LandmarkExtras.com. Landmark Cinema's Movie Club. For movie lovers made back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod.
2: Welcome back to the Rod Peterson show. I'm Darren Dupont, joining you for the day Wednesday on your podcast or streaming on YouTube but we're watching live across North America on Game Plus TV and we welcome in Nick Elberga. He is the host of Leafs Morning Take on the Nation Network. Nick, how are you my man? Before we get you in, I just right out of the gate Give me your assessment of Brad Tree Living five days into free agency. What grade would you give the Leafs general manager?
5: Well, firstly, uh, great to be with you on this uh, Wednesday. I, I would probably say, I don't know, a, a B minus right now, more because we don't know and there's no clarity in Austin Matthews and Willie Nylander. Like, I think it's such a tough job. Having said that, I think Tree Living and Company deserve a lot of credit for going about their business, despite the fact that they have two two huge situations in Austin Matthews and Willie Nylander. Maybe I'm just a hard marker.
2: <laughs> no, I I, I asked because like I went through the full spectrum of emotion or or thoughts on on what the Leafs were doing from watching everybody leave. And the only piece coming in is Ryan Reeves, who I actually am a fan of, and I think that's going to be good for the group, whether he's in the lineup come playoff time or not, to watching Max Domi come in, watching Bertuzzi come in, Klingberg, and and starting to see, okay, there was a plan here. They've added some pieces. And still not sure if this is a better group or not, to then seeing some of the analysis and saying, look at you know he was brought in here to change the dna i think that was craig button that mentioned that on tsn he said he was brought in to change the dna of this group and so as much as i was a luke shen fan and what he brought to the group from a character and culture standpoint and as much as i was a fan of ryan o'reilly and getting the hometown kid in there and how much he embraced it i wanted to see them take the next step but at the same time how can i argue that they needed a bit of a dna change i mean how did you where did your mind go throughout the last you know five days
5: well firstly i would say it feels like the truculence era all over again a la brian burke and we know the (laughs) friendship there with uh with burkey and and brad tree living i think they were a new word isn't that the one he used yes yes they they wanted to play with a bit more snot i like that um ultimately i think comparatively speaking to the team that finished the season i thought they were in need of a facelift um Granted, again, I'll admit, I was disappointed they couldn't bring back Luke Shen. Got a nice deal in Nashville. So did Ryan O'Reilly. I thought they were really good fits. I think ultimately what's happened here is that they've made this team better equipped to compete and be successful in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Now, it's easier said than done. I think on paper, they're just a tougher team to play against. And, you know, Jay and Hyde did something together yesterday, and we wondered if they're sacrificing a bit of regular season success for the ultimate goal of being a better team and a harder team to play against in the Stanley Cup playoffs again easier said than done but I don't mind what they've done because I think they realize that they need to have a a systematic change in their approach and their style and their brand the way they play in the Stanley Cup playoffs
2: so you talk about regular season success playoff success what are they sacrificing is this team better or worse today as it was you know a couple of months ago
5: that honestly is the big question, right? And I, I just—it's so difficult to answer because again, we've seen one team on paper and we've seen the other actually play. Um, granted, again, they were missing Matthew Nyes for Game Five against the Florida Panthers, so it's hard to quantify. I, I think they're different. I'm not—I'm not—I'm not dancing around the question. I think it's a different setup. I think they're taking a different approach. Because I'll be honest, like I really, really like the composition of that roster to finish the season, at least going into the Stanley Cup playoffs. I like what they did. They had depth in the back end. Um, you know, They added depth up front. They added Ryan O'Reilly. In my world, there was not much more Kyle Dubas could have done to better equip that roster to be successful potentially in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I think at this point in time, it's quite clear that it's all about the core four. Like We can have this conversation about all these players they add and the pugnacity yes. and and the different dimensions. But at the end of the day, the way I see it, it stems in your top players. And unfortunately, I think that's my lasting memory of the postseason, the last X amount of years. They can't score goals, and Darren, it makes no sense to me.
2: I know. And I talked about this with Clark a little bit off the air, and I, like that needs to be the expectation is that if you're going to spend that much money on four guys and then you want to add Morgan Riley into that and, and a goalie, you're going to have those four or five guys and a rotating cast of extras year over year right Um, it's not going to be a core nine or a core 12 it's going to be a core four i I add five with morgan riley and that's what you're going to deal with and the other pieces are going to change that's just reality if you're going to spend that kind of money
5: right Exactly. I know people were disappointed about Noel Achari going to Pittsburgh. Like At the end of the day, it does not matter. Plain and simple. It is all about those four guys, and I like that you included Morgan Riley, because I think he's pivotal, and he's coming off a really, really excellent postseason. You sort of forget how bad he was in the regular season, because of what he did in the Stanley Cup playoffs, but th- that's the whole point of this argument. It's like, we, we can we can talk about it and debate it till we're blue in the face, what they've done, what they haven't done in the offseason, what they need, what they don't need, but When you have four players like that and you're unable to get the job done when it matters most i think the the onus is on the players from the beginning we talked about this dating back to the trade deadline it was no longer on management to a degree maybe it's on coaching but at the end of the day in my world it's on the players on the ice if you're superstar players and you're willie nylander and you want north of 10 million bucks and you're mitch marner you get paid handsomely ditto for john Tavares. uh ditto obviously for austin matthews prove it show me something show me something in the stanley cup playoffs and at this point They've yet to do so.
2: Well, and that's the choice, right? That's the philosophy that Brendan Shanahan and Brad Tree Living, and yeah. before that Kyle Dubas, have to make. Is, you know, we've got four guys, say five, and they're the horses, and we rely on them to produce. Or we get rid of one or two in an effort to have more depth throughout the lineup, right, and be a little tougher to play against, but maybe not quite as big of a ceiling. But that, and that being said, let's switch to gears to William Nylander now. And reports are he wants $10 million. you know. Um, they're looking in the $8 million range. That's a big gap. So where do you see this going with William Nylander?
5: Well, firstly, I'll say I'm not really shocked. I think if we learned anything from a couple of years ago, the Nylander camp is prepared to do anything possible to extract the most value out of the contract rate. Right? I think we noticed that it went to the final hour in that month of November with Lula Morello, and it was like a... game of chicken and they finally sign and he plays that game and they play the Minnesota Wild that game so I I just I I don't know I think is the proper answer Um, I I think I believe them to an extent Brad Tree Livy being the they that they're trying their hardest and they think they're going to figure this out but I always get back to that sort of stare down a couple years ago where it's like Nylander's chasing the money and he's going to go after it I just don't see a resolution that a doesn't involve I don't even know if now is the right time to trade him. Like, I think you actually run it back with Nylander in a training camp. And if you have to trade him, you do it at the deadline. You make that in-season deal. Because I just don't know who's out there right now in terms of trade possibilities because most teams have utilized their money. So one way or another, I think it's it's hard to sort of dictate or quantify what way this is going to go because I think it's a part of the negotiation that's very interesting where every day you hear something new, right?
2: Yeah. Big time. So we'll be following that on the daily. The other one that's really interesting to me now as we shift away is to, you know, who the Leafs are going to have to go through, you know, if and when they get to the playoffs and try and get out of the second round now. Um, And one of those teams is Carolina. I think Carolina has one free agency. There are no holes in that lineup. They've got two goaltenders, including Freddie, who... You know gets overshadowed by Bob but was still really good in the playoffs. Um, Two goaltenders for I think less than five million bucks for both of them and now they just added Tarasenko who I know has taken a bit of a step back from his prime St. Louis days but still that's one of the things maybe they were missing was that real high-end first-line top talent but you know an ability to score goals I think they've rounded out their roster quite nicely.
5: It's funny, I don't believe the Tarasenko signing is confirmed just yet. In fact, just coming okay. on here, I was reading Elliot Friedman was talking about him changing his representation. What a time to fire your, your agent, <laughs> like five okay. days into free agency. So it doesn't sound like there's a confirmation there. Having said that, like there's no question they're a perennial contender. And talking to a buddy in media today, it sounds like they're going to acquire Anthony D'Angelo, by the way, from Philadelphia. I think at some point in time it's going to happen. Over the next couple days, only solidifying that blue line. I thought he was a perfect fit to run that power play, and ultimately, I wonder what that means for a guy like Brent Burns and how they fit. It's almost similar to Carlson and Burns in San Jose. Um, I, I think Carolina has also been linked to Eric Carlson. Like, there's so many moving parts, and I think it's quite clear that they want to shore up every loose end and make sure they actually win this thing. But it's so funny to me. Like, you look at this Carolina team. If they were in a market like Toronto, the media would be blowing them up right now. But because they're in Carolina, nobody really talks about it. But year after year, they disappoint in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I understand they had big-time injuries this year, but that's part of the game, right? And I think that's the intriguing factor for me is like the last five years, I picked Carolina to win my Stanley Cup or at least make it far in the postseason. And they seem to disappoint. So... If, if there's one thing I learned from this year, it really doesn't matter what your team looks like on paper. Vegas is a prime example of that. It's how you get the job done in the postseason that matters.
2: Yeah, I agree. I had Carolina going to the cup final this year too and winning it. just didn't happen. And, yeah. they, and they looked as good as they ever have coming in. But the other one, will, and here's a question of who do you think will have a better year? And And maybe not... Points, but maybe it's versus the expectation. But who do you think is in a better spot and to have a better year? Connor Brown, who gets now to play back with Connor McDavid in Edmonton and relive the junior days, or Jonathan Drouin, who gets to go play with Nathan McKinnon in Colorado and relive the Halifax days?
5: I like that question because, you know, I'm really tapped into fantasy hockey, and that's something I'm trying to figure out right now. I I just love the reunions first and foremost. Uh, we'll, We'll start with Jonathan Drouin. like. I'm not sold he's going to be in that top line right away. I just think this is a different player back from his junior days. And I think you look conversely at Connor Brown. Granted, he played four games last year, tore his ACL. It was a tough ending. And the fact that he was traded from Ottawa to Washington and they felt like they had a prime piece in his contract here, and it just didn't work out. I just think he, believe it or not, has the higher upside, the chemistry. And sort of his game, what he brings to the table that I think could complement, weirdly enough, Connor McDavid, I think is a better fit than Jonathan Duran, where unfortunately I just don't know what Duran we're going to get in Colorado. Like, I do think he was a guy who was in need of a change of scenery. I just don't know what type of player he is right now. And again, I'm not sold he's going to be in that top line with McKinnon and Rantanen.
2: Yeah, I agree. And it's almost like if he's not, then what's the point? Where right? I mean, yeah. Where is he? Where does he slot into the lineup? I, and I like Connor Brown moving to Edmonton. So I'm so big on that. And you talk about fantasy fantasy hockey and the stats. I mean, for me, it's and also it's a lot about situation, right? And whether it's football or hockey, who are your coaches? Who are your coordinators? Who are you playing with every day? Where are you playing, you know? Um, for me, that was a big question about guys like Sergei Bobrovsky when he first went to Florida and maybe wasn't, crushing it like he was in in columbus right like maybe the guy enjoys the beach and likes to spend time at the beach and there's no beach in columbus right so he can be more focused on hockey like situation and is, is so important and underrated
5: well that's the one thing that drives me nuts in general about social media and twitter and and fans and all that it's like even ryan o'reilly's getting a lot of heat like we we have no clue yeah. What kind of factors went into the decision to choose Nashville state tax among them like there's so many moving factors. And I think even talking to a couple of players the last couple of days, like nobody humanized the situation. Like you never hear somebody say, well, like uh, good for him and his family. Like it makes a lot of sense. It's more so like, wow, they pissed off our team or, you know, they they, they couldn't get the job done. Like, I think it's really, really stressful. Obviously, they paid lots of money, but I think it's so important to humanize the situation. I think you make a good point. We just never know what truly is happening behind the scenes with whatever happens in the NHL world, quite frankly.
2: It's so so true. Hey Nick, before we let you go, uh, where can fans check out the show, uh, Leafs Morning Take and uh, the fantasy stuff you're up to these days?
5: Yeah, so doing a lot of work for Daily Faceoff, doing some fantasy stuff for them, and uh, obviously writing for theleafsnation.com, so make sure to check that out. And, uh, of course, Leafs Morning Take with uh, me and Jay Rosehill, former Toronto Maple Leaf. You can subscribe to our YouTube page at theleafsnation401. Again, it's at theleafsnation401. We've got a big-time guest coming up later this week, so make sure you check it out at theleafsnation401.
2: Looking forward to it, Nick. Uh, all the best, my man, and uh, we'll look you up soon Now that I'm uh, now that I'm permanently in the GTA.
5: Sounds good. Thanks so much for having me.
2: me. Awesome. Nick Alberga joining us here on the video call. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more here from Charlotte. We're going to um, recap everything today. And we're also got a special conversation coming up with a really good foundation. You're not going to want to miss that. That's on the way as well. We'll update the poll question and uh, get back into the YouTube chat. On the other side of the break, it's the Rod Peterson Show here on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and on your favorite podcast platform, including the favorites, Apple and Spotify.
5: Are you tired of overspending on
1: your purchases? Say hello to local deals available on the MySask411 app, which brings you amazing deals and offers right at your fingertips. With a few taps, you can save big on your next shopping spree, from dining to clothing. MySask411 has discounts for all your needs. Download the MySask411 app and start saving today.
4: oh yeah
2: he's back time for more of
1: the rod peterson
2: show hey welcome back under the tent here on a wonderfully warm day down south in charlotte north carolina the campus of unc darren dupont with you here we're in for rod peterson and Coming up shortly, we're going to have a wonderful visit with one of the great foundations in this country. Um, That's going to be great. Stay tuned for that. Not going to want to miss it. That's coming up before the top of the hour and how you can get in on the cause and win some amazing prizes so stick around for that because deadlines are coming up shortly um, the number to text is 902-518-3033 and the youtube chat is open as well jordan ewer wants to know if milos won we're going to get to the wimbledon update in this segment let's, actually let's do that now uh dennis shapovala finally finished his I'm not going to call it a marathon match, only in the fact that it wasn't a long match. It just stretched out over three days because of rain delays. He beat Radu Albot, came from behind to uh, win that match, uh, 5-7. Today, it was tied at two after dropping the first set, 7-5. It was tied at two in the second set. Chappell, the 25 seed in the tournament, went on to win 6-4, 6-2, 6-2 to advance. So the break, real nice for Dennis Shapovalov. Real nice. Uh, Leilani Fernandez, also on a bit of a break um, after uh, her opening round win. Uh, To our boy Milos. Another win for Milos. Uh, He dropped the opening set in the tiebreaker, 7-6. But took the second set, 6-4. The third, 7-6 in a tiebreaker. And then 6-1 in the fourth set over Dennis Novak. So Milos is back. Uh, Look it. Milos is not a contender to win Wimbledon. But winning a match was big, two years since he's been in a major, in a Grand Slam. So that was a really big deal for Milos. Uh, Let's check out the women's now uh, and see where they are at today. Uh, Bianca Andreescu is supposed to be on the court. Um, It was a tough one for Carol Zhao, the 28-year-old, dropped her opening round uh, match today to Tamara Korpich. Uh, She won 6-1 in the opening set but then fell 6-4, 6-2 in the next two after such a promising start uh, earlier today. Bianca Andrescu set to jump on the court really any minute. Uh, Bianca is going to face off against uh, Anna Bondere of Italy. So that's coming up any minute. And uh, Rebecca Moreno is supposed to be on the court a little bit later on today um, against Arena Camila Begu. Uh, she is the uh, number 29 seed. Uh, Moreno not seeded in this one right now. Um, so that's where we are in the Wimbledon update to the YouTube. Yeah, so that answers your question, Jordan you were, Uh Milos did win, and he'll uh, be back on the court in a couple of days. YouTube, let's see what's going on. Um, Wayne Grollo writes. He says, "My eyes glaze over when you talk millions of dollars in contracts. I can't understand wanting 10 million a year as opposed to 8 million a year. I just can't understand it." Well, it's going to sound ridiculous, but when you're making 30,000 and you're worth 50,000, shouldn't you get 50,000 if you're worth it? Um, I know that's different because I mean 8 million versus 10 million, but it's 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 somewhat similar. I mean, if you're worth the money, you're worth the money. And and the other argument that I hear a lot of times is, you know, millionaires fighting over millions. And, you know, I could make, you know, a million dollars a year for my life and be happy. And look, at, I could make a million dollars a year and be really happy, right? You could make a million dollars a year and be really happy. But what happens when you make a million dollars a year? You join the Millionaire's Club, right? You become a millionaire. So you buy the swanky house, you move to the millionaire's crescent, right? But now you're the poor millionaire because everybody else on the crescent's making 10 million a year. So a million's not enough to hang out with that new crowd. So you start making ten You know what I mean and the cycle goes, right? I mean, we'd like to sit here in fantasy land and think I could make a million dollars and live my life and be happy and you know what? A lot of people do that and I bet you we could do that too. I really do you know, and not move to the millionaire blocks and go to the yacht club and all those things. But that's what happens when you get into that level of of playing with money. And a $2 million difference for William Nylander is a big, big gap to try and close. And so you got to decide what these guys are worth. And... You know, when players take big haircuts, other players have a problem with that because you expect them to take a haircut. Tom Brady was always a a guy who had a team friendly contract, but he wasn't taking massive haircuts. He was still making money in performance bonuses, um, endorsements, and still his salaries were okay. They just were never the top salary in the NFL for the most part. There are exceptions. Craig Campbell writes in on YouTube he was going back to the Toronto comments saying Toronto's the best team or the best this Argos team is the best team in Toronto since 82 he means other pro sports teams so he's meaning the Argos since 82 have been the best team better than the Jays the Raptors the Leafs I think right Um, but the Raptors won a championship the Jays have won a championship but I get what you're saying consistently the Argos have been very good very rare that the Argos have really been awful for a long stretch of time. I get where you're coming from Wayne. Yeah, I get where you're coming from for sure. And the other thing to pay attention to in all of this, when it comes to salaries, and you got to remember when you're looking at, you know, a career, let's say you're making two, three, four, five million dollars. Well, how long is your career? Two, three, four, five years? Ten years? I mean, how many players really have 10, 15, 20-year careers? I don't think it's that common. And in football, it's even less common. So when you make that money, that's got to last you now the rest of your life, potentially, unless you're going to get another job, which a lot of guys do. But now you're not living a $2 million lifestyle. you got to live a $200,000 lifestyle because that money's got to last you 10 years and the transition period. So there's a lot of hair on that, um, I know, for sure. But... You know what I'm talking about, right, when it comes to dollars and cents. Uh, Let's update the uh, poll question for Key Yorkton Kia. Uh, You can vote on the poll here on YouTube. You can vote on the poll at rodpeterson.com. The poll question today, as it is, every single Wednesday, is what is Canada's game of the week? There it is for Kia. Uh, Your options? Our Thursday night's Edmonton-Saskatchewan game in Regina. Friday night's uh, clash of the Stamps and the Bombers in Winnipeg. Ottawa in Hamilton on Saturday and BC home to Montreal on Sunday. Last time we checked, it was a dead heat. Winnipeg and Calgary on Friday and Saskatchewan-Edmonton on Thursday, dead even. Clark, where are we at now? Calgary Winnipeg is slightly pulled ahead. Okay, so Calgary-Winnipeg has pulled slightly ahead here on YouTube, and it's been tweeted now, and they're way ahead. So Calgary-Winnipeg, the Stamps 1-2, and two, Winnipeg 3-1, and one, and last time we checked on Bet Regal, it was the Bombers favored by 8 points in that one. So uh, how about that? Um, are we good to break now early, Clark? Yes, we are good. So we'll break early. Um, We've got a great interview on the other side, so stay tuned. Mark Auden is there from uh, Stars Air Ambulance. I'm looking forward to this one. It's a great, great cause that's uh, close to a lot of us that are from the province. So uh, excited to have Mark on the program. We're going to do that next. Then we're going to put a bow on everything on your Wednesday, moving into a wonderful uh, Thursday where Rod will be back. So uh, one final time out here on the RP Show, watching on Game Plus TV and YouTube Live, and you're listening on the podcast uh, and on WQEE radio as well as the podcast where you can listen on Apple or Spotify.
4: Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show.
2: Welcome back to the Rod Peterson Show here on the Game Plus TV Network, YouTube, on the podcast platform and WQEE Radio in Atlanta. Darren DuPont with you in here for Rod Peterson, who will be back tomorrow here on the program. He is currently traveling down here to Charlotte, North Carolina for the – IFAF uh, World Championships the flag championships and the one flag championship for USA football all happening down here in Charlotte North Carolina on the campuses of UNC so we got play-by-play duties I tell you Canada's off to a pretty good start on both the men's and women's side and the kids are going too so uh, it is a full week there is over a hundred teams here it's going to be Awesome. But right now, I want to welcome in Mark Auden from Stars Air Ambulance to the program. The uh, Stars Lottery Saskatchewan is going on now. Mark, welcome to the show. How are things? Things are very
6: well. Thanks for having me.
2: Yeah happy to have you on. I know you're there in the hangar. The uh, the Stars Air Ambulance sitting in there behind you. Love it. Love this uh, organization and what you guys do for the people. Uh, So tell me about the lottery. I know the early bird deadline's coming up Friday and uh, some uh, some big prizes up for grabs.
6: Absolutely there are over 1600 prizes up for grabs worth uh, more than 3.6 million dollars and as you mentioned that early bird prize deadline uh, is coming up midnight on friday and that uh, gets you in for a chance to win the ultimate road trip package which is a fully loaded rv motorhome an access thor rv uh with a five thousand dollar fuel card a five thousand dollars saskatchewan parks gift card and ten thousand dollars cash or if the ultimate road trip isn't your thing uh it's two hundred thousand dollars cash either way it's uh it's an amazing prize for an amazing cause and of course when you get your tickets before that early bird deadline you're also entered to win all the other uh over 1600 prizes that are up for grabs as well in this year's lottery
2: unbelievable and a 50 50 as well so money to be won um it is Un, it is unbelievable, and I know it's, it's important to me. It's important to Rod. We're Saskatchewan guys um, and, and friends of ours. I mean, we're really close with Kim Coates, who's been an ambassador for STARS for a long time. He just speaks so highly. Um, but for the people who were uninitiated, I'd, I'd rather you than me, but tell, tell us a little bit about STARS and, and the services and just how important it is to the communities.
6: Well we uh, say that we are your your best case in a in a worst best chance sorry in a worst case scenario. We uh, exist to provide critical care to those uh, the most uh, critically ill and injured across our province and really across western Canada. Uh, We provide critical care in the back of that aircraft uh, that really brings the intensive care unit to you. So not only are we a smooth and quick response that can get you to the tertiary care that you maybe need in a larger center but we can start that care and those diagnostics uh, in the back of that aircraft right away. Everything from ultrasound to blood transfusions to uh, highly technical diagnostics and more. Our highly trained uh, air medical crew, paramedics, nurses and physicians Uh, can care for you uh, while they are taking you to that hospital. Uh, In in Saskatchewan, we've been here since 2012, and we say we were built by the community for the community. The government of Saskatchewan generously provides funding, 50% of our funding that we need to operate each and every year, but that still leaves us with 10.5 million dollars that we need to fundraise each and every year, and we do that through a variety of methods, through corporate and individual gifts and philanthropy, through community fundraising, events and galas and and golf tournaments Um, but the lottery is our largest fundraiser of the year and so we really rely on it to provide some of that critical funding and when you buy a lottery ticket you not only have a chance to potentially change your life with some of the awesome prizes up for grabs but you are helping to save someone else's life and when you see that red helicopter up in the sky you know that you had a hand in putting it there to help people across the province.
2: Yeah, that's so true, and, and, and so awesome. I, we always say too, when the, when the helicopter's flying, it's ah, that's a tough day, but. Gosh, are we blessed that it is in the air? Because trying to make a bad day just a little bit better um, and, and help save lives, so that's really awesome. Starslottery.ca is the website. One eight four four stars SK, uh, the number to call. Um, just so awesome. What else do people need to know about the lottery? What other prizes are up there that that would be enticing outside of the uh, the road trip? Because that road trip is unbelievable, and I'm I mean. The province is so big and there's so many cool spots to explore and you got a $5,000 gas card to do it. I mean, that's pretty, my mind's going to a million places on what I would do. I'd probably swing past a rider game and then I'd head up north and you'd go all over the place, right? But what else is up for grabs?
6: Absolutely. Well, I, I agree with you. That ultimate road trip package would just be amazing, all decked out, ready to go on a really sweet ride to explore this province. Uh, but beyond that, there are lots of other great prizes. Every year we have two beautiful grand prize dream homes, and this year's no exception. There's one just outside of Regina in beautiful Spruce Creek Estates. There's one in Saskatoon in the community of Brighton. They are each valued at well north of $1.1 million. In fact, the one in Spruce Creek Estates is $1.5 million they come to you fully furnished and decorated uh, just beautiful beautiful homes um, but beyond that there are fabulous vacations and experiences yeah. uh, one of them being you know the the ultimate sports trip too or you can get ca- cash alternatives there are amazing vehicles for cash alternatives uh, epic experiences to do all sorts of things from sporting events to you know fishing up north, spa experiences, and then thousands of other gift cards, home and yeah. electronics, jewelry, you name it. And, and of course, you mentioned uh, at the beginning that Lucky Stars 50-50, uh, which gets more and more popular every year. And it could see one lucky winner go home with half of up to $5 million. So there are prizes for everyone. And, uh, and of course, it's all going to a great cause
2: starslottery.ca mark appreciate the time great uh job good luck with the uh, lottery and uh all the best
6: thank you so much thank you
2: so much mark Auden's with us starslottery.ca or one stars we're into the final minute of the show so uh one final text from richard bieberdorf he says the oilers should trade nurse for eric carlson Whew. maybe that's something we oh, got to get yeah. into and save for tomorrow's show how do you leave a monkey in suspense? We'll tell you tomorrow. Rod's back tomorrow as well, so stay tuned. Thanks for watching. The RP Show here on Game Plus and YouTube Live from Charlotte we will be back tomorrow. Going to be a great show. Big thanks to Justin Dunk uh, for joining us as well. And also thanks to Nick Alberga and our player Spotlight with Deshaun Amos. We will see you tomorrow here on the RP Show, Game Plus, YouTube, and on the podcast.
1: Who has more fun than us?